Sefer Shemot, Parshat Tetzaveh, on persistent striving. In Parshat Tetzaveh, meaning you shall instruct, Moses receives directions for how to light the tabernacle, the Mishkan, this temporary temple, with olive oil and how to make the garments for the high priest, and finally, how to prepare sacrifices. One of these sacrifices is the Kurban Tamid, a twice daily offering to God. Exodus chapter 29 reads, You shall offer the one lamb in the morning and you shall offer the other lamb at twilight. Our word here, Kurban, refers to sacrifices, but a more specific meaning from karov, something which draws close, and tamid, which means something like continuous, our korban tamid, our continuous attempt to draw close. Take a second to think about why we're being commanded this right now. At this point in the Torah, the Jewish people have just left Egypt, our slavery, and now we're in the desert in a waiting period. So we have a few parshas relating to how we're going to bring God's presence into the tabernacle. And one of the first practices God initiates in this new, more intimate relationship is with the Israelites' offering of the Korban Tamid, this continual offering. While we no longer have a sacrificial system in place today, a lesson we can take from this is the value of tamidiyut, the value of consistency, consistently offering what's demanded of us in our time of bettering the world. The origin of our tefillot, of our prayer services, is a debated topic in the Jewish tradition. However, the most common position is that the morning and afternoon services derive from the korban tamid. The Yerushalmi, the Jerusalem Talmud teaches in Tractate Brachot, they inferred prayers from daily sacrifices, the morning prayer from the perpetual sacrifice of the morning, quoting the first lamb you shall bring, you shall present in the morning, the Mishnah prayer from the perpetual sacrifice of the evening, and the second lamb you shall present in the evening. They did not find anything to peg evening prayers onto it, and simply stated, evening prayers have no fixed time. Two offerings, shacharit and mincha. And today, friends, in synagogues, we have what's called a ner tamid, or eternal light, which is the light in the front by the Torah ark. This is inspired by the korban tamid from our parsha. It is not a miracle the way we think of with the Hanukkah light. Instead, it is the responsibility of humans to ensure the light inviting God's presence that never goes out. Through these institutions, we see that the imperative of persistence in our relationship to our creator lives on. Our section of Shmot here in Exodus further explains the continuous sacrifices by saying, and you shall offer the other lamb at twilight, repeating with it the meal offering of the morning with its libation. 
a regular burnt offering throughout the generations at the entrance of the tent of meeting before the Lord. For there I will meet with you, and there I will speak with you, and there I will meet with the Israelites, and it shall be sanctified by my presence. The medieval commentator Avraham ibn Ezra says that God's promise, quote, there I will meet, is why the Mishkan, why the tabernacle is often called in Hebrew, Ohel Moed, the tent of meeting. And Rashi interprets the Pasuk that follows it as saying, for my Shekhinah, God's feminine presence, shall rest there. Perhaps the Torah is telling us that it's only through this repetition, through this consistent showing up and doing our part, that we come into contact with the divine. Our service of others requires us to, like the Nair Tamid, consistently be on. The school teacher has seemingly ceaseless long days doing the crucial work of caring for children. The nurse tasked with tending to the sick or elderly spends all day, every workday, delivering physical comfort to those who need it most, no matter how difficult or unglamorous the task. The greatest activists, rather than engaging in little one-off activities, take on the daily grind of organizing and agitating and advocating, even in the face of challenges that appear unsolvable. No matter what we're called to do, the demands of consistency are overbearing for all of us. We all struggle with the daily obligation of rising to the task. No matter what work we're called to do, it is hard to get out of bed to show up and repeat what we did in the previous days. And friends, the work ahead of us remains constant because there is an equal consistency that the vulnerable among us have in their needs. An impoverished child requires three meals a day. A person suffering from homelessness needs shelter every night. We perpetually need to ask, how do we muster up the courage and the tamidiyut necessary to meet the needs that the other consistently has? It can be overwhelming to think about. And we face the temptation to despair when we see that there is no end in sight. However, that is what it means to be an ethical person rather than a self-consumed one. A self-centered individual wakes up and says, what do I feel like having today? What do I feel like doing today? It's about me. Meanwhile, a person with a service orientation says, how can I show up today for those who need me most? Of course, we will need to do this work joyfully and in a way that is sustainable for ourselves. We can't come close to burning out. So we must be consistent, but infuse self-care into our consistency as well. We're also reminded that ideology and being a member of the correct political party of joining the correct faith denomination is not adequate. What's commanded of us is our daily performance of our commitments, our daily offerings to God and to the world, not our bumper stickers. We need to decide what aspects of our service to the world will be radically consistent behaviorally. 
in an era where spontaneity is so deeply celebrated, Judaism reminds us of the power and necessity of consistency. We are all called upon each day to bring our own version of the Korban Tamid. May we have the wisdom, may we have the courage. Shabbat Shalom.